Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 54. Have you ever wondered how some people keep their homes neat and tidy while you struggle with putting things away? A lot of it has to do with the mindsets you carry with you. Guess what? Tidy people create positive mindsets and habit loops that turn into actions through sayings or mantras that they repeat throughout their day. Today's episode will give you seven of these mantras or sayings that neat and tidy people live by. And bonus, they're easy to remember so you can start using them in your life too. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and this wannabe minimalist podcast. When I first started out on my minimalism journey, I wondered how some people seem to just be naturally neat and organized. You see, if you have just met me, you might think that I am one of those people, but I'll let you in on a little secret. I used to be messy, and there are still times in my life, like when work gets busy, or my daughter has a week off school, or my husband is under a deadline, and maybe all three of those things happen at the same time, that things get crazy. They get out of control and our home looks like a chaos tornado whipped through it too. I am anything but perfect and that's okay. Perfect is overrated and honestly, it's not possible anyway. But on my journey, I've learned several tips and phrases that I like to call mantras that have inspired and helped me to focus and keep the right frame of mind when it comes to my stuff. And they can help you too. I truly believe that our thoughts become our actions and our actions become our habits and those shape our lives for better or for worse. But before I get too far ahead of myself, I do want to remind you that you can find all of the show notes for today and links to anything I mention at littlegreenbow.com slash 54. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 54. There you will also find my latest free resource, the Vibrant Home and Life Starter Guide. It's a simple but super helpful guide that will show you four easy steps you can take to create a home and life you are excited to wake up for every day. It's completely free and my way of helping you on your journey to creating a more meaningful life without suffocating under your stuff. So let's get to it. And I want to share with you what a mantra is first, because I think... Most of us hear that word and a lot of us probably think woo-woo things like yoga and meditation. Now, full disclosure, I actually love yoga and meditation, but mantras are a great, you know, they're great even if you're not into those things. So I don't want that part to scare you off. And honestly, a mantra is simply a word, a phrase, or a saying that you repeat, whether you repeat that out loud or you repeat it in your head. It really doesn't matter. It's an ancient practice, and you probably work with mantras unconsciously already on a daily basis. I'll give you some examples. Do you ever catch yourself saying, I can't do that, or this is never going to work, or they're going to hate it? 
Okay, those are negative mantras. Now, they're creating a negative repeating loop in your mind. On the flip side, you can create a positive loop in your mind with sayings like, I can't do this yet. If I practice, this will get easier. Or let's try this and see if they like it. Our thoughts become our reality because they are the basis of our actions. If you think you can't do something, well, you might not even try. Or at least you won't give it your all if you do try, right? If you don't think you're going to succeed, I mean, oftentimes you're just not even going to put in the full effort. But if you think you might, you're going to give it a lot more energy and effort and really give it, give it your all. So most of the thoughts that you think are ones repeated from the day before and the day before that and the day before that, and they become habits. So instead of focusing on the negative, it's time for us to focus on the positive so that you can turn this into a positive, useful idea that works for you in your life and in your home. So you might be asking, okay, great, but how can we implement this in our homes when it comes to decluttering, organizing, and cleaning, right? Well, the seven sayings or mantras that I'm going to tell you today can really spur you to take tiny actions that by themselves may seem really insignificant, but these tiny little steps, they add up to amazing results, including rewiring your brain to take action. And those actions will keep your home tidier, almost on autopilot. Now, I don't know about you, but if I can use Jedi mind tricks on myself to have a cleaner home with seemingly little to no effort, well, yeah, I'm all about that. All right, so here they are. Mantra one, don't put it down, put it away. On the surface, this idea sounds so simple, and that's why it works so well. For example, instead of putting your keys down on the nearest flat surface when you get home, Make sure you put them away so that you will be able to find them when it's time to leave again. Sounds simple, right? It is shocking, though, how many things get set down in the nearest place or the first place we see when we get home and never moved until we need them again or need the space where they were placed, right? Now, this was a big one for me, and I'm embarrassed to think about how many times I've lost my keys and started my day in a panic because I was running late. Now we have a specific place where the keys are placed when we get home. And 95% of the time I put them there. I'm not going to lie and say that I do it all the time. There are days where I forget and I still am in a panic to find my keys. But 95% of the time they are there where before I was always running to find my keys last minute out the door. Now, this rule is also a great way to keep your countertops and your flat surfaces clean. So if those areas are a struggle for you, well, I highly recommend you try this first mantra. Give things a place to belong and then remember to put them back when you are done using them, right? So put them back where they go when you are finished using them. This mantra works because it trains you to tidy as you go. So instead of leaving leaving toys and games out, you clean them up after you're finished with them. When you bring things in after a day out, you can put the backpacks, bags, and purses in a designated area. The mail goes where it belongs and not in a pile on the counter or on the dining table. It's also a sneaky one because it causes you to think about where things should be put, but that's another mantra and we'll get there in a second. So that's mantra one. Don't put it down, put it away. Mantra two, 
Never leave a room empty-handed. In a similar vein, this mantra helps you keep up on messes as they are made. Now, in my family, we live in a three-floor townhouse, and I always try to bring something with me whenever I go up or down the stairs because there's always something that needs to be put away, and if I can do that and not have to make another trip, well, that makes me happy. I've been working on getting my daughter to remember this one, too. Like I said, it's all a work in progress. For instance, we will often watch TV or play a video game after dinner, and we'll do this together, and... Our TV in kind of this, our family area is on the entry level of our home. Now, my daughter will always have little trinkets or stuffed animals with her that she'll play with, you know, while we're watching TV or playing a game. And then she'll have a final snack. And her current favorite is a spoonful of peanut butter. It was just like her when I was little. Now, before it's time to start getting ready for bed, you know, she'll, she'll have this, right? That spoon, though, and those little trinkets, they're super easy for her to leave behind. So I have to remind her to take them with her when we're packing up and getting ready for bed. But at least now there are some days when she'll remember on her own. Like I said, we're still working on it. I've also used stair baskets to help with this mantra or saying. And I find that when I see things that are out of place, then I can put them in the basket on the stairs and the baskets are labeled for which room they go into. And honestly, there's our bedroom or our daughter's bedroom upstairs. So it's pretty simple. We only have two baskets. And then when I'm heading up there, or if I'm going up throughout the day, I can take the basket and empty them and put them where they belong. It's just as nice because, again, during the day right now, my daughter's virtually schooling and I don't want to interrupt her day, and my husband's working from home, and I don't want to interrupt his day. So the baskets work really well for us as a place to put things, um, kind of as a temporary holding before I can actually get into the rooms to put things away. And so it's an easy way to tidy up a few times throughout the day, or it can just be done once at the end of the day, depending on how your home runs and how your schedule works. So that's mantra number two, never leave a room empty-handed. Mantra number three, clutter is just delayed decisions. What popped in your mind when I said the third mantra? Do you agree? Here's the thing. We put things in piles and then shove them in closets because we don't know what else to do with them. It's tough work sometimes, but shoving something in a closet doesn't suddenly make it something that we will love and use all the time. It's just the opposite, right? It's more out of sight and thus out of mind. So as you're putting things away this week, I challenge you, look around your house, look around in your closets, and see if there's something lurking in the darkness that you can part with. What clutter do you have that you delayed making a decision on that you can either donate or get out and actually use it? This mantra works in your daily life because as you shift your mindset, you will see clutter as stuff that you're procrastinating on. It gets easier to let go of the items that you realize you will not actually use. Getting those items out of your home leads to less stuff, and less stuff leads to a tidier home. I promise this stuff works. So that's mantra number three. Clutter is just delayed decisions. Mantra number four, give everything a home. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence Whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. 
On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. This mantra is one of the things that changed my life when it came to organizing my home. Whenever I bring something new in or I clean out a space, I try to give all of the items a home. Now that simply means a place to belong or where I will instinctively look for it when I need it in the future. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't mean that I need to have neat rows of cans in my pantry. It doesn't mean that my books need to be lined up by rainbow color order or that I need tiny micro-organized bins for my daughter's toys. It simply means that I need to know where to find something, but better yet, where to put it back when I'm done using it. And if you want to make this easier, I highly recommend using labels so that your family can help when they're putting things back as well. Those things actually work. And it's great It's great for you too. It's not just your family helping you. It's a mental, it just relieves a mental layer of stress and, you know, stuff that we just don't need because it's already there. We can get it out of our brain, put a label on it, and then we know where stuff goes back. So we don't have to even think about it the next time we open that cabinet or the pantry or our drawer to know what is supposed to go where. It's already, the hard work will have already been done for you. Now, this mantra works because when things have a place to belong, we know where we can find them when we need them. And we also know what we need to purchase without ending up with duplicates. I mean, honestly, that right there, a home without duplicate items that you don't need, is a huge step to a tidy home. Because duplicates just they do have a way of adding up and then if we can just get rid of those little things it's an easy way to declutter the stuff that we really don't use because we already have another one that's filling its place so that's mantra number four give everything a home mantra number five if i didn't already own this would i buy it again 
I love this mantra because it gets to the heart of the matter. It helps with cutting through an emotional attachment to an item that you have, right? I want you to think back to a time when you had a nice item that you saved. Maybe you were saving a good candle to use for company, or a special food ingredient, or a bottle of wine. So many times we save things because we spent hard-earned money on them, or they fit our style, both aesthetically and purposefully, at the time. But often, when we finally do get around to using those items, they may have gone bad, or we may not think that the moment is special enough, or we decide that it no longer fits our style and taste. So we've been lugging this thing around or saving it. It's taking up space in our home and we're saving it for a rainy day that never comes. Or by the time it does come, the item's ruined or we don't even like it anymore. I mean, we constantly change and evolve. So I want us to remember that, you know, with life, that's what life is all about. We're growing all the time. Styles change. Our lifestyles change. Things I loved when I lived in Chicago in my 20s are very different than the things I need, want, and love now that I am a parent to a school-aged daughter in San Diego, California. My life is totally different. And that's not a bad thing. When I look around my home, and especially in my closet... If there were still clothes from my Chicago days, which there aren't, but if there were, I could look at them and think, if I didn't already own this, would I buy it again? Now, that answer would probably be no, and it makes it much easier to let an item go. No matter how much I spent on it or loved it back then, when it was appropriate for the life I was living, I don't need it in the life that I'm living now. And so that is just such an easy way to say, like, if I, if I wouldn't buy it at a store now, then I'm not going to shop for it in my own closet and I need to let it go. You should try this one. It's really powerful. So that's mantra number five. If I didn't already own this, would I buy it again? Mantra number six, use things, not people. Love people, not things. So many people have this one backwards, Right. Things are things, and their purpose is to be used. People are people, and they are to be loved and cherished. We can always replace things, but we cannot replace people. We know this, but I want to challenge you to think about it. If your actions in your life really live up to this, do they? All right, confession time. I'm still working on my relationship with money. So if something is really expensive, I have a harder time thinking of it as just a thing. I hate to waste. Hey, hey, hate to be wasteful. Seriously. And it's one of the reasons why I don't buy really expensive things in the first place. That and I like to save. More on that in a minute. But in my life, my husband and I purchased a car that we could afford to pay cash for. Sure, I wanted an electric car, but I wasn't willing to spend that much money on a thing. Plus, we live in San Diego, and we love going to the beach. I would not have been thrilled to have an expensive car filled with sand and kid snacks and all the other tough stuff that we put our car through on a regular basis. I wanted a car that we could use and that I would not be concerned about if it got a little bit beat up in the process. Now, of course, we still take care of our things. That's not to say that I use and abuse my things. I do take care of them. But by purchasing less and purchasing items within our budget, we don't stress when we use them up. 
and I don't get mad at my daughter if she makes a mess. Or when she makes a mess. I mean, let's be honest, she's a kid. She is more important to me than anything that I will ever own. And I want to make sure that I live my life in a way that, so, that she can feel that love on a daily basis instead of just hearing me say those words. And that's why I try to live my life with the principle of mantra six. Use things, not people. Love people, not things. And that brings me to the final mantra for today, which is mantra seven. Just because something is useful does not mean that I use it. This is one of my favorites, and I did save it for last for this purpose, because it works incredibly well with my family. You see, as I said before, I am deep down a frugal person. I have always been a saver, a DIYer, and I often make do with things that aren't perfect for what I need because they're good enough. Now, that has led me to keeping a ton of things just in case I needed them someday. But here's the thing. Just because something is useful does not mean that it actually gets used. And while I fully believe that minimalism is not about deprivation or living with the least amount possible, I do not want any of us to hold on to or store things that we or our families do not use or will not use in a near immediate future. (laughs) Because honestly, everything, and I mean everything, can be useful for some purpose. So you have to change your measurement of why you're keeping something. It can no longer be just because it's useful. It needs to be because you use it or love it. I'm okay if you keep something because you love it, but not because it might be useful for some unknown purpose in some unknown future. So that's mantra number seven. Just because something is useful does not mean that I use it. So there you go. Seven mantras or sayings that neat and organized people know and practice on a regular basis and no woo-woo mysticism about it. It's as easy as putting the positive messages into your mind so that you can put them into action and get the results that you want more frequently. I hope you liked today's episode, and if you'd like to continue the conversation, I want to invite you to come on over and share in the Wannabe Minimalist community on Facebook. The group is totally free, and we're having a ton of fun getting to know each other and other like-minded people. Please introduce yourself, share your thoughts, let us know if there's something we can help you with. I'd love to hear which was your favorite mantra from today's episode, and if you have any others that you love. I'm excited to hear from you and offer encouragement on your journey toward less stuff, more happiness, and a vibrant life that you and your family deserve. And don't forget, if you would like to grab your free copy of the Vibrant Home and Life Starter Guide, you can grab it and all of the show notes for today's episode at littlegreenbow.com slash 54. Once again, you can get that freebie and the show notes for today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 54. That just about wraps it up for today's episode, but before I go, I do want to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate that you choose to spend some of your time with me, and I hope the information I provide is helpful. If you have anything you'd love for me to cover and to discuss, please feel free to reach out. I would absolutely love to know what you want to learn about next. Let me know how else I can serve you and the topics that you find most helpful. Feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm little.green.bow on the platform. Please don't forget the dots. Or you can find me on Facebook and Pinterest at Little Green Bow. 
You can also email me at Deanna at littlegreenbow.com. So there are no short ways to find me and uh, let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode and have not done so already, please be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And I would love it if you would leave a review so more people can find us and discover the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle for themselves and their families. All right, take care. And I hope these seven mantras work as well in your life as they have in mine. Cheers. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.